Hey everybody, welcome to Monday Night Live in Lexington, you guys. How is everybody for a Monday night? This is almost wrapping up February. I think what, we have one more day left? Uh, yeah, one more day. And then we're into March and I think that, um, you know, what they say about the March winds. What is that saying, David? April showers bring May flowers. No, about the... Uh, March comes in like a lion and goes out I'm like a lamb. Yeah, well, the, it, the reference to the it's coming in like a lion is what it's doing. But let's find out something really fun. Hang on just a second. Hey, what's for dinner, David? What is for dinner tonight? We're going to have enchiladas. Uh, cheesy beef ones yes. homemade enchilada sauce don't buy it make it it's super simple and easy and we have access to all the uh, peppers that you need in our local local supermercados mexicano so mm -hmm. give them a shot absolutely they have so many wonderful things there we'll have to do a little blurb for them sometime yeah. for my other channel staykentucky.com so if you guys uh, want any ideas on Airbnbs to stay in in Kentucky, places to go, things to do, staykentucky.com. Just visit the site. There will be a listing. Uh, I, I, what I tried to do was just split up the state into different sections and go with the largest cities that people visit and try to put on there, you know, my recommendations for restaurants, Airbnbs, um, specific things to the area that people like to see Ooh, i have forgotten about the chat oh my gosh hey did dana like and spleener judith hezek melissa begley happy monday yasmin jadun um cindy hall and barbie kelly good to see you guys tonight thanks for joining me um, oh, there's a few things I want to go over for you guys. The, the new ch uh, QR codes, you're going to see them right over here. So if you want to support the stream and send a little tip or just anything to help pay for all the equipment, uh, what you do is you just scan that QR code there or there, and um, it will take you to a link where you can take care of that. Now, we do have one sponsor for the show. Woohoo! Well, actually, two. But um, and it's Instacart. And let me tell you why I recommend Instacart. It's something that I've used myself specifically for the last year. Uh, sometimes you will get a free delivery, but with the cost of gas, I look at the delivery fee and I'm, I'm okay with that because, you know, it saves me getting out into traffic, you know spending my time running after stuff and spending gas so i find in the long run it's more beneficial for me to use instacart and then two i can kind of keep up with dinners and um you know nice meals at home if i have somebody else to spend the time doing all the shopping and gathering all this stuff and uh the shoppers that i've had are always picking really high quality items. Hey, the KYGS writer over here on Instagram. Good to see you tonight. Um, but if you want a discount on Instacart, there's your QR code right there. 
Uh, now, all these QR codes and stuff, I do get a little bit of a compensation for. It may be 10 cents. It may be 50 cents. But you know what? When you're self-employed, every little bit helps. It really does. Now, because of our topic tonight, which is Lucky Charms for the Home, and we're going to mention several different items that you can use for this, I do want to uh, mention my crystal lady, Miss Barbara Bacon. And this QR code takes you to her Facebook site. She does do shipping. So if you want to purchase any of the gemstones that we might mention this evening on the show, scan that QR code and it'll take you to uh, the link for her Facebook site where you can get in touch with her and, um, you know, make out a, a trip to see her and get sort of like a consult on what you might need for your home. Otherwise, I do have some other things on the QR codes this evening. I, I really am liking these QR codes because I had somebody contact me just this evening about um, uh, hexes and curses and, and, you know, like things they can do to prevent this or protect themselves and this is one of the things that i'm going to suggest and this is this is in alignment with our lucky charms for the home in person i should have said in person on this because this is one of the items that i wanted to feature tonight and as you can see from the inscription on the main bead it does have a protection type of mantra that is inscripted on there and anything that you do like that adds another layer of protection for that. So I'm just going to leave that up on the screen right now for you. And as we talk about stuff, I will flip some other stuff up from my Amazon shop that has QR codes for you. Let's see who else is joining here. I will try to um, keep up with the questions and... Um, and so be patient with me because <laughs> I'm doing two, three different things. And for some reason, my little intro video didn't play. And I'm so sad because I love my video. <laughs> oh, well. So let's let's jump into it. Okay. Because I have enchiladas to get to later. Okay. So what we're in re when we're talking about Lucky Charms for the Home, what we're talking about is the general energy or flow of chi that comes in through the home to create sort of a supportive environment uh, for the people that are living in the space. Now, and this has uh, been a question that I've had, can you use these items that we're going to mention from other cultures such as this? Yes, that's what they're made for. They are made for humans to facilitate and use. This is not appropriation in any way. That's what they're sold for. That's what they're created for is for anyone to use these items to change the energy of the part around the person or into and around the home. So it is absolutely possible to use these items from different cultures in connection with feng shui to improve the energy of your space. Um, and it's especially true if the item such as this, like this little bracelet right here with the inscription on it really resonates with my energy. 
I really connect to that. And you need to kind of follow that when you're doing this kind of stuff, because you don't know, you may have had a past life that was directly connected to something like this. And that could be why it resonates so deeply with you. So don't let anyone put you off of using something that's definitely going to change your luck and improve your life. Um, I do want to go into several different things. The, the biggest thing that people are, I would say, associated with or aware of is a horseshoe over the uh, doorway to your home. And so I wanted to find out why are horseshoes good luck? And so this show actually came from someone asking, you know, if they were going to put a horseshoe up, which way should they put it? Like, which was the proper way up or down? And there's no wrong answer to that. It is focused on what is the intention of what you're trying to do. So let's first look at the history of why we, why do we feel like horseshoes are beneficial, you know? Why do we associate good luck with horseshoes? So it may be because horseshoes were made of iron, which, and these are old horseshoes made of iron, which in uh, Western Europe was believed to have the power to ward off evil forces. And so what they would do is place an item made of iron above the door. And that was thought to discourage, especially the uh, negative fay or the unseelie court from entering the home and causing disruption or bad things happening. Um, so, and another thing, the reason why the horseshoes were used in the old days, horseshoes had seven holes and seven is always considered a lucky number in many, many cultures. Now here's, here's a legend that also goes with the horseshoes. So Judah says inside or outside, outside, because you want to catch, you want to, you want to confront the energy as it impacts the entryway of your home. Uh, so inside, outside Judith, outside. So here's the, um, the Irish legend about St. Dunstan, a blacksmith who nailed a hot horseshoe to one of the devil's hooves causing so much pain to the devil that afterwards he would never enter a home with a horseshoe hung above the door. And so that is one of the really famous Irish legends of why we use horseshoes. But if you really go back and you look at the literature and especially literature that's associated with the she or the fae, it is iron it's because of the iron that was in the horseshoe, the reason why they used the horseshoe. Now, let's get back to feng shui. We're going to go over quite a bit of feng shui. So, uh, let me pop this uh, QR code up here for you. This is a really good reference. It's quick. It's easy to read. It's not expensive because I have another one on here uh that's like 60 dollars, and it's it's more in depth it's more detail if that's what you want but you know most people don't have time for that unless you're really really interested in it and this is so easy and quick the feng shui bible um so like if you want something that 
is easy read and it gives you the answers quickly this is the book to get um so that's there for you if you want to scan the qr code so in feng shui the front door is the main way that chi enters the home now in doing investigations for years i thought it uh, and i still feel this way it's always important when you're talking to the owner of the home to find out where does the energy come in to the house because let me give you an example let's say you have a little cottage style house and it has a driveway that goes around the side and then the back door goes directly into the kitchen now here's here's what we do when we go to the grocery we don't use the front door and go all the way through the home okay to get to the kitchen with the groceries you're going to pull around to the back and go directly into the kitchen to unload your groceries so and then what i find is that most people that inhabit the home don't use the front door they'll use the back door even if they're not bringing groceries home or something it's like the flow of energy naturally goes in through the back door and so when you're doing feng shui or when you're evaluating the home um, for an investigation or any type of activity you've always got to evaluate where does the energy flow in and it may not necessarily be the front door it may be the back door or a side door you know so um traditional feng shui sometimes doesn't account for that but what i've tried to do throughout my investigations and trying to help people manage the energy of their home is combine feng shui with my knowledge as an investigative you know paranormal psychic uh, to figure out what's the best way to evaluate the energies that are moving within the space. So, uh, but in feng shui, the, the chi or the energy is at the front door. And they really put a lot of emphasis on the energy that's coming in through the front door uh, towards the people that are living in the home. Now, getting back to the horseshoe and the answer to um judith's question let me go down and make sure there's not any more questions is um according to superstition that if you use your horseshoe with the ends pointing down that simply means that the good luck is able to flow out and surround the home okay so that means you've already to me that means you already have good luck and the good luck that you already have is surrounding and protecting the house now if the if the horseshoe is hung over the door with the ends up it will catch good luck and another thing is they said hung over a door with the ends down it will let good luck spill over the door and stop evil from entering so we're going to talk about other things that you can do to avert evil but you know if you're listening to the show i feel like you're in maybe need of good luck and so i would if it was me i would put the horseshoe ends up and then i would use other things for protection so 
let's go back to the QR codes and look at um, something for protection. Like this would be something that you might want to use for protection in the home because you know how protective uh, pink Himalayan salt is. And so this is one of the things on my list that I suggest in uh, to protect. And there are there are, I've made the new feng shui list on my Amazon shop, and so there are a lot more items on there. Um, and I think maybe you would be able get to, to get to the other items by scanning that QR code. It might take you to the list. I'm not sure. Let me know if it doesn't take you to the list. And maybe next week I can post the list um, up there after I figure out how to do that. <laughs> All these things take time to uh, figure out how to how to get the codes and how to get all the links up. Um, so now I had a little picture for y'all of a horseshoe. <laughs> this old fashioned one, it's rusty. So, you know, it's made out of iron and it has the seven holes in it. The next thing that we're going to talk about is the Manika, Maniki Neko. Okay. This is the beckoning cat. And you can see there's an old picture of it. Isn't that cute for all of us cat lovers out there? But um, this is uh, something that you're going to see in a lot of shops and restaurants and um, laundromats, bars, casinos, hotels, nightclubs. And that is particularly um, lucky, especially for people who do business, but not just people who do business. You can put this in your home too. And as a matter of fact, I have one in my kitchen and uh, it is a Japanese figurine, which is often believed to bring good luck to the owner. So in modern times, they were usually made of ceramic or plastic. I have ceramic one. The figure depicts a cat, traditionally a calico Japanese bobtail cat with a paw raised in the Japanese beckoning gesture. The figurines are often displayed in shops, restaurants, like I said, bars, casinos, nightclubs, other businesses, usually at the entrance to um, the business. Now, some of the Maneki Neko are equipped with a mechanical paw, and I have seen this, which slowly moves back and forth. Okay. And I've even seen a, um, it was like a sign, one of those blinking neon signs of, the Maneki Neko, and it was so cute. I wanted to get it, but like, where, what would I do with it? Where would I put it? <laughs> but the lucky cat grants different wishes depending on which of its paws are raised. And I, we're going to go over what which paw means what. So, hey, shout out to my son on Lawrence Family Productions. So he says, can you do one up and one down for luck all the way around or would it cancel each other out? No, I don't think it would cancel each other out because they're um, one of the things that I studied recently in a I took a um, master class in feng shui bagua and it is in the intention like the intention is the most important thing when you're putting something up. Uh, on your front door because there was a big discussion about 
the the uh, feng shui bagua and the fact that some of the concave mirrors on the bagua uh, had a, a certain purpose to draw luck in but then you didn't want to draw bad stuff in uh, and so what they were saying in the master class was that it's in the intention of what you place for that bagua when you put it up there so if you place the intention that um you are going to reflect back even though it's convex you're going to reflect back some positivity at whatever negative is happening around you that it's most important for the intention so if you wanted to put one up and one down um i would say that would be perfectly okay as long as the intention um you place that intention with it so judas says mine doesn't move it's a chalkware ceramic and it has a slot and a plug on the bottom so you can't put money into it i know i know yes um now some of these lucky cats come with a coin already attached around the neck i don't know if my picture had let me go back and see the coin uh yeah he has a coin yeah he has a coin um so some of them have a coin in the paw some of them have the coin around the little choker around their neck but let me go into the story behind the Mineki neko and then we'll talk about which paw means what so the lucky felines origins are shrouded in mystery quite a few tales exist with the most common one involving a samurai who took shelter from the rain beneath a big tree across from a temple the resident cat beckoned to the samurai with its paw and surprised by the movement the samurai walked towards the cat and at that moment a bolt of lightning struck the tree he had been standing under just moments before the cat saved him from certain death and the samurai was so happy that he pledged allegiance to the temple making it rich in the process so the maneki neko holding an, an old edo style coin which you saw you know right below the neck of the cat that i showed you um was worth quite a bit back in the day and tends to be the most common one that you will see at shops and restaurants used as a charm to help usher in a bustling business but various other objects in hand can also sig signify fortune such as a fish a gem daikon ingots and the list goes on but we're going to go over some other things too that are more uh, commonly used and you may not know the reason behind why you do it <laughs> but um now here's what the paws mean the left paw the right paw if you have the lucky cat okay and the left paw is raised that attracts customers if the right paw is raised that ushers in money and good fortune so to me either one is fine because they kind of represent the same thing you can also find cat that both paws are raised which means double luck and and so mike i think that that's our horseshoes up and down 
you know, you can get a Maneki Neko that has both paws raised. Um, so now there are Maneki Neko that uh, are different colors. So let's look at what the colors mean for that. The tricolor calico cat, generally black, red, and white with spots on the elbows, is a standard version and considered the most lucky. A black Maneki Neko is to ward off bad luck or evil spirits. Now, so you could possibly use that as a, you know, to avert evil from coming into your home by putting a Maneki Neko, a black one, near the front door or near the door where the energy flows in. Um, okay, now a gold one, if you get a gold one, that's for money and wealth. And if you get a white one, that's for purity and happiness. If you buy a red one, that's to guard against illnesses. And a pink one is considered lucky in love. So, oh, and a yellow one is um, the helping type of energy. And the lucky cat grants different wishes depending on which of its paws is raised. <laughs> So I've thought it was so interesting because I've had that Maneki Neko for years and I never knew the details behind which paw was raised and why or the significance of the colors behind it. Now here's some other lucky charms that we're going to go over real quick. Fruit on the counter. Now how many of us have fruit on the counter? I mean practically everybody I've ever come across or come into the home has had fruit on the counter but in feng shui fruits carry different meanings all right so if you have apples on the counter that's associated with peace maybe wanting to spread peace or or you know doing peace around you uh grapes symbolize an abundance of wealth or success so if you put grapes on the counter, so don't leave them in their refrigerator, put them on a bowl, put them on the counter. Peaches represent immortality. Can't say that I want to do that one, but if you want immortality, you go right ahead. I thought this was so interesting. Another belief that's recommended is to keep nine oranges in a room to ward off bad luck interesting nine oranges so i was kind of teasing with my mother-in-law this evening and saying if you got hungry and you started eating the oranges are you consuming your luck <laughs> hey to the pink cloud over here on instagram good to see you tonight thank you for joining uh so it's just a thought you know do you leave the fruit? And that's another question I have. I will try to find the answer to it is, do you leave the fruit there to rot? Or do you have to, like, if you start consuming it, are you diminishing your luck? These are all questions that run through my scattered brain when I'm looking at this stuff. Hey to Joe Bruce over here on Facebook. Good to see you tonight. Um, so here's some other things that you can do uh, for Lucky Charms in your home. Elephants. Elephants symbolize strength and wisdom, especially if the trunk is turned up. That is a good sign of luck. So you can do, you know, little figurines. You can do um, like maybe decor on a couch or pillow or a throw even or, or just, you know, maybe 
a picture of an elephant, but um, elephants really bring in a lot of positive energy and good fortune. Now, in feng shui, the color of your door should depend on the direction your house faces. So if your house faces east, the, those should be earth tones like ochre or brown. Reds and yellows for south-facing entryway. Um, soft neutrals for west. And deep dark tones for north. Let's see if there's any... Did I miss anything? Earth tones for east. Reds and yellows for south. Soft neutrals for west. And deep dark tones for north. Here's another thing that... Um, can symbolize abundance and prosperity is any type of fish symbol or statuette fish or fishermen anything like that uh, really kind of lends towards abundance and prosperity now some people will put an aquarium in their home but if you don't want to keep up an aquarium you could just use a figurine or maybe even a goldfish or two in a bowl because goldfish color really represents fortune and wealth. Um, and it is a lot of good luck for, to have that living thing in the space. Here's some more stuff that um, brings in good luck. Incense, but particularly citrus and vanilla scented incense because this brings in prosperity and is considered to be extremely lucky. Now here's, here's the last things I want to mention. Well, a couple of last things. So they do go into the four celestial guardians and when placed in the home will protect its inhabitants from evil forces. And these are uh, sort of protectors of each direction direction. So let's say that, uh, the main energy of the home flows in through the back door and your back door faces east. Okay, so if we're looking at these uh, lucky forces, the east door needs to be painted in an earth tone or ochre shade. And the symbol that would go over that door would be the, as they call it, the azure dragon. And that is the um, celestial guardian of that east entryway. Now, let's say your your door is your entryway is facing south. So that would be reds or yellows for that south facing door. But the the guardian would be the vermilion bird. Okay, for the south. Now, let's say you have a west facing door. That would be soft neutrals, okay, for the west-facing door. But the celestial guardian for that would be the symbol of the white tiger. Let's say that your doorway of entry of energy is facing north. That's going to be deep, dark tones for north. But the celestial garden guardian is going to be a black tortoise as the um, guardian to that entryway. These were all super interesting things for me to delve into. Also keeping uh, turtles as pets in, in a terrarium 
is one of the things that a lot of people do for protection uh, and to integrate all of these uh, symbols. You can do figurines, like I said. When you're receiving a gift or when, let's say you get a gift as a bamboo plant, they are really thought to deliver a lot of luck and prosperity and they're not just common house plants because they're considered auspicious. So are the little money plants, okay? Money plants, snake plants, orchids, uh, jade plants, peace lilies. Those are all considered very auspicious to have in the home. Where you place them needs to be kind of looked at in, under the auspices of the feng shui and and you know which area the home is best like if you have a business and you want um you know the money tree to go in that area of the home you need to get a feng shui consult and um look at where these things can be placed to have the best energy now i ran across this little thing that i put on my feng shui list it is, is so pretty. This is a citrine uh, money tree. <laughs> I thought it was absolutely beautiful for only $9.98. I absolutely just loved this one. So um, that's a real cute one to have. Again, I'm going to put up the um, support the stream. Support the stream if you, if you will. And I hope you guys enjoyed the content for tonight. I'm really loving the interactive stuff with the uh, QR codes. And, and I'm, I'm kind of stoked about showing you guys some of the stuff that's on the actual Amazon shop list. There's a ton of other stuff on there. If you want to go to the shop list, I'll try to put a link to the full shop in the Facebook page. Um, drop down after the show on the comments because there are like six other recommended reading lists. There's a list on psychic protection, on psychic improvement, on advanced psychic techniques and dream, dream working, uh, working with angels. And now I added the feng shui list to it, which I found some really, really cool stuff on there that you guys just have to see. So I'll put that link after the show notes. Now, what are we going to do next week? I have so many things to do. I can't even like, I wanted to squeeze this. Like the reason I want to squeeze, squeeze the lucky charm thing is because, you know, we're coming up on, um, St. Patrick's day soon. Uh, Hey to all you guys over here on Instagram. You'll have to rewind and, and watch the show because we're just ending, but, um, we're coming up on St. Patrick's day. And that is a hugely, you know, big lucky time for the year. And so I was like, I got to get this show in before St. Patrick's Day so you guys can maximize on why you should put a horseshoe up, which way to put it, and what means what, and getting the Nemeki Meko. I can't say it right. If I could pronounce these Japanese, Maneki Neko cat. Yes. So things coming up. Um, we've got paranormal stuff for UFO things. 
Um, I have more about Middle East paranormal stuff. I know a lot of people enjoyed the Jerusalem syndrome for last, was last Monday. If you um, are interested in the Jerusalem syndrome or you don't know what it is, take a look at my YouTube channel and um, it will be on that last list there. Hey to Beth, good to see you tonight. I tell you what I'm gonna do is I'll put a link to let me pop a link for the YouTube right quick so that if anybody missed the show on uh, Jerusalem Syndrome last week and you want to watch it, I mean that is such a bizarre syndrome. You have to you have to go look at it. Um, but there's, there's some other Middle Eastern stuff that I wanted to, um, put up there. Oh, it doesn't want to reload. Okay. Well, let me try one more time. Yeah. Let's see. Let's try one more time and get that up there. Yeah. There we go. There it goes. Yeah. So, there will, just watch for postings on Facebook when I decide what the show is going to be about. I've got to get nailed down on, you know, how we want to do things. But I know I seem a little scattered tonight. Let me tell you why. So we have had a lot of stuff trickling in the last few days. Um, my When I do a paranormal alert, I usually do it based on three accounts within a 24-hour period. But... This has been longer than 24 hours. Like I got two in 24 hours and then two in the next 24 hours. So it wasn't the classic, you know, paranormal alert all within 24 hours, but it is quite a bit. So I'm thinking I probably should post an alert, but there's a lot of really weird stuff going on right now. A lot of really weird stuff. And it, it almost feels like a full moon. Because people are acting strange, they're acting out of character, there's a high anxiety going on, there are a lot of people seeing and hearing paranormal things within their space, a lot of strange things happening to people, you know, apparitions being seen, and so I guess I'll go ahead and post it, but uh, it's just interesting. Anyway, I hope you guys have a, have a fabulous week. Try to stay positive. Try to stay focused. And I will see you next week. Sorry there's no no outro. But maybe I'll work on that. And uh, maybe I can. I don't I don't know that this will work. But we'll, we'll try it. We'll try it. Yeah, yeah. We'll try anything. Here we go.